Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Cece Rojas, the president and a co-founder of Tico Productions and Tico Sports, along with her husband, Oscar Monteroso. Welcome, Cece. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really eager to find out more about Tico Productions and Tico Sports. You're getting some fabulous clients, but let's just start with what you do. You're a full-service marketing agency. How do you distinguish yourself from some of the other agencies? Because there's so many here in Kansas City. Yeah, there are. And that's one of the cool things, too, about Kansas City is there's so much talent and it's pretty deep, right? There's a lot of very successful agencies in town. Predominantly, one of the things that was was very helpful to us in the beginning is we start out as a production company. We are predominantly still a multimedia production company. And because of that, we made the investment early on, my husband did Oscar, in all things production, all the equipment, the cameras, lighting, you know, video boards, microphones, everything that you would need to have a quality production. We made that investment really early on and and we keep making sure that that we're adding, you know, to that and updating and upgrading our equipment on a regular basis. So a lot of marketing companies, in my experience, they have they outsource a lot of that. They they subcontract the the camera work, the video, the editing. We do all of it in house. So we you know, there's chicken or the egg, but we we decided we went with the production Idea first, that was Oscar's core competency in his work uh, in news. And it just seemed for us that was a good differentiator. And it continues to be because we do a a lot of our core work is still video and video production. You talk about this foundation that you had in video production. A lot of it was with nonprofit organizations. And now you're full service. So tell us about that, that evolution. A couple key things um, happened for us. One, you know, obviously my husband, when, once he started focusing on the job, on the business, on building the business full time, obviously that that helped. You know, we were he was doing it part time like a lot of entrepreneurs bootstrapped it in our basement. You know, uh, I was working full time. One of us had to work full time and pay the bills. And, you know, when, when we started the business, I I had no interest in production. That just wasn't, you know, I was more marketing. I was, you know, I have a chamber and, and I have a trade association background. That was my forte. But because of that, um, I was also involved in many organizations in the in the city on serving on boards and what have you. So I, I told Oscar, you know, because we don't have a marketing budget, this is our marketing budget. We're going to do pro bono work, pro bono video work for some of the larger events in the city. And we're going to make our way that way. And that's what we did. They have a lot of people who attend those events. We started out with the you know, American Cancer Society, with Hope House, and it was a diversity. I said, we're not going to just do Latino events. We're going to do you know, more general market. So we obviously we did the Hispanic Chamber as well, but we did that one. And then, of course, you know, a couple of other large scale events. And so our logo started showing up. Of course, we had a presence at those events. And then, but I think the real game changer, um, well, there's a couple, but I think the first one, after we, um, you have to be in business a couple of years before you can get your certifications, your MBE, your DBE, all of your minority, you know, those types of certifications. And once we were eligible, we did. And we only had the certification about a year and we won a large contract with the Kansas City, Missouri Health Department. We had maybe a part-time person at the time, and then we were able then to hire another full-time person and, you know, really start, you know, a good growth trajectory. I suspect that the second game changer was the launch of Tico Sports. Correct. All right. Tell us about that. Because we're already doing multimedia production, 
Oscar found himself through my relationship at the time with when I was at Truman Medical Center, we built a relationship with the chiefs as a, as a sponsor. And they came to me and asked, I knew of anybody who would be a good potential announcer for uh, a Spanish broadcast that they were contemplating. And, and I said, well, you know, we do. And so I talked to Oscar because we have a lot of connections in Texas still, a lot, of, especially in sports. And then I decided we both decided. I said, well, why don't you just throw your name in the hat? You've done sports before. You were an anchor, sports anchor. And he did. And they, they liked him and they selected him as one of the, as one of the commentators. About a year later, a couple of years later, um, they, had, they were working directly with the radio partner. I told Oscar, I said, I, I think we could do a better job. I think we can wrap it with video, with social media. We can really make sure we provide a quality broadcast and provide a level of access to the Latino fan base that's never been there before. And to the chiefs, and uh, I said, would you consider a third-party partnership, relationship? We would pretty much be turnkey for you. And they, they liked that idea. And so they were our first partner. And that was in 2016. And in 2017 was when I, we really wanted to grow that part. We knew, I knew there's market here. There's, com- there's a complete market here. I need to de- de- devote myself full-time to it as well. So in 2017, I, I joined and we, got our, we landed our second team, the Oakland Raiders. And talk about timing. 2016, 2017, that, you caught the Chiefs, right? As they were making know, their ascent. Absolutely. That's yes. incredible, that timing. So, well, congratulations. Just recently, you announced a new joint venture with Walt's Tetric Advertising. Tell us about that and what it's going to do for your company. So, over the years, you know, we have found ourselves being asked to do more in the multicultural marketing space, especially because all of our services are in English and Spanish. So, that's why many of our general market clients have said, okay, this market is a marketing that we need to start investing in, we need to get ahead of. So they started bringing us in to do not just the multicultural marketing, and then, uh, but then that led to more DEI work, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. So I, I knew that we have an opportunity to maybe do things at a, on a grander scale, at a national scale, especially with the, you know, the teamwork that we're doing in you know, Philadelphia and Ravens and the other teams that we work with, there's a market there. But I really felt like I needed a good partner to help me. So Charlie and I had been talking. We'd actually done a couple of small things together, you know, subcontracting us for some things. And, you know, we just, as a lot of deals get done, we were, you know, having a drink. And we were, was like, you know, why don't we, why don't we think about a more formal partnership? Yeah. And so then we decided to create a joint venture that would focus just solely on multicultural marketing and the diversity, equity, and inclusion practice that I had just set up for us internally at Tico. That's nationwide, though. I mean, they do national work, so that won't just be Kansas City-based, yeah. Right, right. Walt Dietrich, they have a large roster of national, national clients, and they all are needing or wanting either multicultural marketing or uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. It goes together very nicely if it's done correctly. And one of the reasons why we wanted to start the diversity, equity, and inclusion practice at Tico was because we knew we could deliver a full service practice. There are many great consultants out there. But at the end of the day, when you've done this work, and if you've done it well, you have to go and market it. And it typically shows up in the form of recruitment, community engagement, of course, then the internal and the marketplace work. So just the, the general marketing in itself to tell your story of why you are a great place to work. 
and why diversity, equity, and inclusion has a place and is a big piece of your business. Yeah, you make a great point there because so many companies, I've seen it time and time again, they they hire a consultant, they hire someone, a third party to come in and help them figure out what their core values are or what their mission statement is or whatever it might be. And then it sits on a shelf or gets pushed in a drawer. They don't even market it internally. Right. <laughs> so you're offering them full package. Right. And the way we're talking about it too and practicing is very different. It's, it's with the business focus first. Right. And at the end of the day, if you do this right, you're going to win. You can't win without a diversity or a multicultural marketing strategy. Just the numbers are the numbers. These days, a lot of potential clients want to see that. You know, they won't even uh, consider your your bid or your RFP or anything uh, unless you can show that that you have gone through this and you have that implemented. You recently handled the NFL draft here in Kansas City. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. How exciting that must have been. You've been to the Super Bowl three times now. Like I said, your timing is just, you couldn't have asked for better. So you've um, been to the Super Bowl as the official Spanish language broadcaster. And I, I just have to ask you, what are those experiences like? Not just personally, but also as a as a company to get your team prepped for that. I mean, you're going to be on the global stage with these events. And so, you know, small company here in Kansas City, what is that like? It's a little surreal in the beginning, right? You know, you're when you're when you're traveling and you're going to represent Kansas City and and the Latino fan base, you know, and appeal to them. But this year was really interesting because two of our teams were in the Super Bowl. We also work with the Eagles. A little awkward, <laughs> but a lot of fun, uh, nonetheless. And the interesting thing in sports, it's you—you you have to constantly reset. You know, after the game, and you know you're going, you're, you know you're going to continue on in the the journey in the you know, for additional games. It's a flurry of activity. Okay, we got to get ready. We got to go. It's good. We got to get travel arranged, credentials. I mean, all those things that have to happen. We work with five NFL teams, and all five of them went to the playoffs this year. It was very chaotic because I wanted to try to have somebody from our team at each of those games so that we were there and we the teams knew that we were there and we had a presence in addition to our broadcast team. This year was really pretty special though because it was just the way the the stadium, the proximity of our two teams, they were pretty close together. So we were able to the, the folks that weren't that weren't doing the broadcasting, we were moving back and forth between the teams. It was a really cool experience. And, it's, it's, you know, it's really nice when you win, too. Like, you know, when the team you're cheering. I mean, I love the Eagles. I mean, I have to say that I do. They are a great team to work with, but I, I lead red and gold. <laughs> so it was really cool that, that they would come home with the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And then the draft. I mean, you, talk about being on the national stage. You were literally on the stage, if I recall. Yeah. We were. We were on stage. And that was very unexpected. They have a, a program at the NFL called Business Connect. It's to connect minority-owned businesses and assist them and provide some additional maybe opportunities to do business with the NFL for these large-scale events like the Super Bowl and like and like the draft. The difference for us is that we're already working with the teams. So our relationships are with the teams themselves or directly with the teams. But we do work with the NFL too, especially during the championship games. But they asked us to go on stage and talk about our business on Saturday. And we were very unprepared for that. But they put Oscar on the spot and asked him to do a touchdown call in Spanish, a call from Mahomes to Kelsey, a touchdown call. And he did it. And it was really, you know, it's so exciting and it, lots of energy. And, you know, fans really liked it. You mentioned your relationship with Wells Tetrick and the DEI, and uh, that just dovetails really nicely into work that you're already doing for the HR divisions of several companies. You already have that platform. Uh, and why is Tico becoming 
the go-to agency for workforce development over and above your relationship with Wells Tetrick? I think simply because of the cultural competency we have, the, the fact that we're, we're able to reach markets that are desirable right now that, you know, I mean, just to fill any number of jobs, but especially, you know, um, we work a lot in education, healthcare. They need to fill jobs and they think that having a cultural competency in some of these spaces is going to be critical for them. And in addition to the language competency. So a lot of our work is rooted in recruiting. Um, you know, we just finished a campaign with Kansas City, Missouri, for example, to recruit more bilingual associates across all the departments. And we had a lot of fun shooting that, actually. But we do we do a lot of that work. And, and for us, it's it's important work because we're putting we're helping people get connected to jobs. For us, it's a great service. I want to shift a little bit here from the outside looking in. Small businesses often make it seem like it's really easy. And you and I both know that's not the case. What's been your biggest business challenge? You know, it. I would say, well, COVID was a big challenge for everyone. Thank goodness we had some diversification, but we weren't diversified enough, you know, because of most of the work we were doing were live type of events, including sports. Cancellations after cancellations for work. Wasn't that so surreal when you'd watch them when they finally started playing again? You'd watch them in these empty stadiums with cardboard cutouts. It was, and you can't sell a broadcast. You know, you can't sell around that, and not, and then just our all of our clients. You know, they were they were not able to fulfill contracts because many of the events that we would do that we were planning, you know, was a video work or production work. They were all canceled. Yeah, or they put them on Zoom, you know. Uh, so I, I'm thinking like maybe your nonprofit galas and so forth. Right. Yeah, and we did. We shifted. We shifted, but it it was several months before people before these organizations decided we just can't be exactly. sidelined right. for two years. We still have to raise money. We still have to you know create awareness for our mission. For us, because we we're doing sports and a lot of that work is still is done remotely. Even though we have teams in the stadiums, we're doing back end work here, so we already knew that world very well. And so we were able to flip pretty quick to virtual events for many clients, large galas, you name it. And that, you know, saved us. But there were many months that were very, very difficult. You know, like like a lot of small businesses, we had to cut down to the bare bones, you know, and then slowly we started, you know, we were able to to pick up steam and and create a new place. And now you're stronger than ever, it sounds like, as you've grown your company. What would you say has been the best resource? Kansas City's full of resources. What's been your best resource? We have been the beneficiary of many of many great programs. Oscar's, you know, because he's been through Fast Track. When I was the CEO of the Dallas Hispanic Chamber, I brought Fast Track to the Dallas Chamber. We started offering it in English and Spanish. So I've actually been through it many times, just even around it. There's no substitute either for having a good support system around you, people that have been through what you've been through. Maybe they did it, you know, sent a decade ago, but you have given me some really good advice and encouragement. I think par- partly we overlook the tools that are right in front of us. And I mean, that, right. those are people that, that you've just asked them. That personal board of directors or the informal boards that, you know, lots of people have done. I mean, I, I know that people have good advisory boards. I have an informal one, but I'm definitely going to formalize that. That's going to be my goal in 2024. What is the importance of formalizing? I'm curious there. If you already got one that is working, taking that extra step to formalize it, what will that do? I think it'll force me and Oscar and even my senior leadership team to be more intentional about our conversations that we have. 
feel now, and, and they're amazing. I, I have a handful of people I can call and off the cuff and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm struggling with this. But I believe that if we were to do that on a regular basis and we were to be very intentional about the three or four things that we could really use their deep help with, I think it would be a bit more beneficial. What's the best advice that you can give someone for overcoming a bad business decision and moving on? That's a good question. First of all, you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, you can't be afraid of the risk. I think a lot of a lot of people still, even in their personal lives or in their careers, they, they're afraid of risk. And for that reason, they're, they're afraid to try something new. So I, I, I believe that, you know, if you really feel in your gut that this is a good decision and you go forward and it's, it's not there, I, I think the best thing you can do is just pick up yourself and immediately document what you learned from it and not be afraid to try it again, but maybe just reset and, and try something different. I love the key thing you said there, document it, because so often time kind of erases your memory or makes you think, oh, that wasn't so bad. But if you go back and look, oh my gosh, yes, I lost this much money and, right. or this right. relationship was destroyed in the process or whatever. Right. Or, you know, the test of time is kind of smoothed over. Yeah, that's very powerful advice to document that. Cece, you alluded to this earlier, but you have a long history of business and civic engagement in Kansas City and even even beyond. I'm just going to rattle off some of them. I'm probably not going to get them all, but president and CEO of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of Greater Kansas City. And then you left that post to serve as vice president of the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, which I don't think a lot of people realize was actually born in Kansas City. It was. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And uh, went on to become the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And then later, you're the president and CEO of the Greater Dallas Hispanic Chamber You came back to Kansas City and you served as president of community engagement at Truman Medical Centers, which Mm -hmm. opened the door to the chiefs. And then as president and CEO of the Central Exchange. So as one might imagine, you've served on all these numerous local and national boards and it's given you a broad perspective about Kansas City and about Kansas City's place in the country. So from where you sit, given all that experience and all those relationships, where do you see Kansas City's greatest opportunities now, immediately, and then over the next decade? I believe that there's several. You know, the World Cup and you know some of these other big things that are coming to our town. But what I see is, you know, because I do travel, I was just in D.C. yesterday, I think one of the biggest opportunities for us is to really market ourselves to those businesses that are not finding success on the coast. Ah, I've never heard anybody say that before. I have met many Latino businesses that have relocated from California, just too expensive. They're able to come here, buy a nice home and have enough seed capital to start a business. If we could figure out a way to capture that trend and, you know, and really, once again, the word intentional, be intentional about how we market to that, that is a tremendous opportunity for us, you know, and and they're going to bring different and fresh ideas from being on the coast. So I think that's one. I, I do believe that minority businesses have a bigger role to play. And I know that we there was some disappointment after the draft that it did not necessarily hit the mark for many of them. So what did we learn from that? You know, how are we going to shift so that the World Cup and everything that's going to lead up to that, it's not just World Cup, there's going to be series events that are going to happen before that. How, how are we setting up not just small minority businesses, but small businesses in general so they can be successful? I think that it's probably an early education way up front, preparing them now. I think that there's some things, and I, and I know that the city's working on it and other organizations are working on it, but I really feel like there's an opportunity to, for more of Kansas City to feel like they're a part of it, like they own it. And one of the things I do know about Kansas Cityans, we have a lot of pride. And so 
That being said, we have a lot of pride, then we want to see ourselves as part of the solution or, you know, as, as somebody that can contribute. Yeah, you're a business owner. You know if you're going to introduce change or something new into your company. You want your associates to feel ownership of that and feel like they're part of that change and solution. Same way for the city. Right. And I I am so proud when I travel. Everybody says, where are you from? I'm from Kansas City. Even though you know, we do a lot of stuff across the country. No, I'm proudly rooted in Kansas City. We have a lot to offer. I talk all the time about the new airport, the art scene, the sports scene, of course. But you know, there's so much to recommend it. And we're actively right now pursuing the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Convention to come back here. And, but it, it'll be another big, high-profile event. It may not have quite the attendees of some of the other ones, but it's a national significance. Right. And it introduces people to Kansas City who may never have been here before and who may never have thought to come here. Mm-hmm. So, Cece, thank you very much for all that you, your company, Oscar, are doing for Kansas City. Good luck with all of this expansion and growth that you're experiencing. It's just so fun to see a small business have those opportunities. Thank you so much. and appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to CC Rojas for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Through her business, nonprofit, and civic engagement, Cece has played numerous roles in shaping communities across the country. Along with her husband, Oscar Monteroso, she has grown Tico Productions beyond a video production company into a full-service, multimedia, multicultural marketing agency that broadcasts live sports in Spanish globally and has cemented itself in the DEI training space. Central to her actions is pride in her community. Believing that Kansas Cityans too feel great pride in our city, she says we can each leverage that to be part of any solution for carrying Kansas City forward. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank, member FDIC.